Welcome back to Sin Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're in Philippians chapter 4. It reads, Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Iodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the peace of God will be with you. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. So today, as we wrap up Philippians, we get to the conclusion of Paul's letter. We get to see kind of as he wraps this up that he is applying a little bit of his situation to another situation that's going on here in the church at Philippi. We see that little portion at the first part, but really where I want us to jump in and really anchor down today is on a verse that I believe is one of the verses used out of context most out of any of the verses in all of Scripture. That's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This is a very popular verse for people to go to, to look for power and strength for something to happen. In fact, in my day, it's been used by Tim Tebow and many other athletes, put on their eye black or on their shoes or on different things as they prepare to go into a situation of a contest of sports. But when we expand and look at what's going on in the context, we see it's not about a personal triumph in athletics or in any other endeavor, but it's more about understanding the way in which God is working in a person. And so when we look here at the verses immediately preceding that, it shows us about the fact that Paul has relied upon God to provide for him in times of blessing and in times where there are needs. And as Paul reflects on that, he says, In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. He says, I've learned to live in the balance of life, whether it's good or it's bad, whether it's a time where things are easy or a time when things are hard. And he says, from that point, from that mindset, 
I know that I can continue to do what God has placed before me, knowing that it is him who will strengthen me, whether that's in a time of abundance or in a time of testing, a time that's hard or a time that's easy, I can still accomplish God's will in my life. Unfortunately, this Philippians 4.13 verse is often used to say, God is going to give me the victory. But when we look back at Paul's life, we see that the victory was not always able to be claimed in human terms. It's ironic, the person who says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, is sitting in prison as he writes this. So you would say, well, if he could do all things the way that the world wants to use this and the way that many people use this, if he can do all things through God who strengthens me, how come he can't get out of prison? It's a good question. And it displays to us that there's a big misunderstanding about what that verse actually means. It's not truly saying, I can do everything. I can do miracles. I can make different things happen that would be unbelievable if they were to be studied or seen. It doesn't say that you are capable of doing everything that you endeavor to do, that you are capable of flying or healing or doing other things, but it's saying that you can accomplish the Lord's purpose for you in your life, whether you are walking through a season of blessing or a season that is hard, when you have the perspective of understanding the contentment that comes through the Lord and only through the Lord, that you will be able to be at peace. Because when we look back at the previous verses, it's focused on that, the truth, the peace, the understanding that comes through acknowledging the Lord's plan in your life and living according to that. So in addition to focusing here on the specifics of this verse and what it truly means, hopefully this is also a reminder to us that we can't just take a verse and claim a truth from that without making sure that the rest of the passage supports that. And so we live in a day and age where it's very prominent for us to Just be able to put a small thing out there, like a tweet, 140 characters, just a small thing that's out there that we're claiming that is giving us a specific view of a certain situation or a certain passage. And when we do that and try to apply that, sometimes people are not making that correct interpretation. And so we should look at it and examine it in its context. And we have the ability to do that. When you see a verse or something like that written down, Look at it, read it, go back to what it says, see if that's actually even the same way that your version of the Bible interprets that passage, which could tell you something about maybe a nebulous part of a verse that might need some more understanding, or that there's different interpretations that are taking place or different translations that are leading to different applications. And so as you look into that verse, you get to see what it truly means in its context in the original letter or in the original place in the scriptures so that you can have a greater understanding of what it's actually trying to do. Because what happens is when one person might misuse it, another person picks up that misused application, proliferates that or continues to teach that way, and it continues to move forward according to that pattern. And before long, everyone thinks it means something that it doesn't actually mean. And so we, as individuals who are called to be discerning, who are called to know the scriptures, who are called to know how to apply the scriptures to our life, should be practicing that each time we interact with God's word or the way in which others are using that so that we can make sure that we are giving a clear understanding and that we are correcting where it's needed 
things that might be half-truths or myth-truths about the scripture. Because we live in a world where the people will start to believe and think and look at whatever they see as the common interpretation of the Bible. What we would hope is that they're not getting a misinformed or a untrue version, that then they start to react against and pushes them away from what they think the truth of the gospel is because it's not true. So it's important that when they interact with the truth and with God's word, it's truly being able to say what it is rather than being an interpretation that would be less than true or less than what God's word is truly trying to point to. And so hopefully that helps you to understand that importance. Hopefully we see that here in this passage. Hopefully we can understand what Paul is trying to do as he's challenging his people to walk worthy of the calling that they have, despite the circumstances that they have in their life, whether they're in good seasons or bad seasons, whether it seems like God's favor is upon them or that God has possibly turned his back from him, that they're to continue to walk in a worthy manner, that they are able to display their faith in doing so to the watching world, and that they're able to continuously be used by God when they have that mindset, regardless of what's going on in their life, so that God receives glory through them and that he is the one who will continue to supply their needs and will continue to bless them as they seek to be used by him. So as you reflect on this passage, as you think about maybe some of the other questions that you might have, I encourage you to study those, to look into those. You might look at the names of the people that are in the first part of this chapter and try to get a greater understanding of what might be going on there or the different places that we see them in Scripture and what's going on. That is a very beneficial study. Or if it's something about the specifics of the verse we looked at today, Philippians 4.13, expanding that, understanding whatever it is that your curiosity is piqued by with this passage, I pray that you would continue to pursue answers to the questions that it brings about, that you would continue to study God's Word by speaking about it with those you're living in community with. One quick note as we wrap up today, we do want you to know that with a busy weekend here for our student ministry, with the D-NOW that's coming up, and with our students really trying to focus on that and then taking Monday to recuperate, there won't be a new podcast on Friday of this week or Monday of next week. And so with Philippians and Colossians both having four chapters, we're going to go ahead and have them just take over that whole week and allow there to be a little bit of the recoup time for those who are following along, who are serving a lot with the different things that are going on this weekend with our D-Now ministry. So just a quick housekeeping note on that. Hopefully you can be engaged in that with us, be praying for us as we work through that this weekend. And as always, know you are loved.